statistical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, that is right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SNL Network's hot take show for the Gerard Carmichael and Gunna episode of Saturday Night Live. I'm so pumped to be back talking SNL right after the show airs. The hot take shows are always where we have so much fun. No matter what you thought of the episode, you know it's going to be spicy here at the SNL Network. So <laughs> we brought a great panel together. Hopefully, we can keep you all entertained. Uh, and I look forward to seeing what's going to be happening over the next hour plus. So joining us, as he has throughout the entire season, is the great Andrew Dick from That Week in SNL. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing well. I, 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 this is the one episode I feel like I weaseled my way the most into because when the, the initial blast of the three hosts happening uh, for this block, I thought this episode had the most potential to be uh, intriguing. And in, in many ways it was and in, okay. in other ways it wasn't. Okay, but so hold, hold your hot here. takes because I, I want to introduce everybody and then we're going to get yes, to yes, all the yes. hot takes. But just glad okay. to be here, uh, TJ uh, and Amanda I've never met before, but uh, just ready to go. Ready to go. Okay. All right. Okay. Looking forward to uh, hearing your takes. Amanda, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. <sighs> John. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Saturday. <laughs> I'm, uh... Girl, it is Sunday. <laughs> TJ, don't start with me. It is too early in the morning for you to start with me already. Okay. okay. Anyway, okay, okay. John, John, I love you. Um, I, 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 I just want to say, yeah. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you so much for having me on this of course. incredible momentous episode. My mother, I will be adding my mother's commentary because she couldn't oh, give me her all of her issue. But also I have to introduce the, uh, the fifth host of this episode. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! no. Yes. <laughs> yes! Yes! How did I become? How did I become the Colin Jost of this podcast? That's what I want to know. When, when did this happen? Have you seen your hair? Like, or did you? Yeah. Talk about Have you seen my face? <laughs> I never bought a fairy. That never happened. <laughs> also, you... um, for the listener, Amanda is holding up a literal red flag uh, that is adorned with ribbons that says "Cancel John Snyder." Uh, and uh, I'm a proud supporter of that movement as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, truly, and by the way, truly wonderful. Yo, the co-founder, yeah, the the CEO, and head curator of the hashtag John Strider hashtag. Um, it just, I had to make sure that our people were mm. represented. And if you want to, John, we can auction this off for zero dollars. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I will buy that. I yeah, will bid on that. Andrew, Andrew Dick will buy that. So I will bid on that. No doubt. It also has glitter glue on it. Listen. <laughs> I love okay. that you sent me a video. Wait, wait. Of you, can I get uh, uh, panel? No, John, this is not your show anymore. This is the Amanda Mitchell network now. Yeah. Hold on now. Sorry. TJ is right here. Wait, TJ, you've been talking and nobody nobody knows who you are. So let me introduce. Let me introduce TJ Randolph to the podcast. You've heard him speak already out of turn. So TJ, in turn, <laughs> welcome to the show. John, John, John. I'm a little stressed actually to be here. You see, because okay. in front of me, Same. I have my to-do list. All right. Oh no, it's, is it a red flag? For, and for the viewer, you'll see that on my to-do list it says to take vitamins, shake ass, and cancel John Snyder. Oh, I've gotten God. two of these three things done today. 
and I'm here to take care of the third. All right, you're done. You got that? Yes. Yes. It's history for you, Schneider. Yeah, so so when we when we were doing the bookings for these three episodes, I was talking to our wonderful intern Hallie, and she said, "When do you want Amanda and TJ on for this run of episodes?" And I said, "You know what? Let's just you know throw Andrew Dick, get Amanda, get TJ, get, get them at the beginning. Let's get them out of the way, <laughs> so we can we can talk SNL for the rest of the run." So uh, yes, anyways, uh, if you if you're missing some of the behind the scenes of what's happening over here and a little bit confused, go back check out our Zoe Kravitz um, rundown, uh, our roundtable that we did uh, for the last episode we had a lot of fun with that but uh let's talk saturday night live because that's what the people are here for that's what they're staying up yes. late for to talk yes. snl so let's I do guess. that and okay let's do it uh andrew you were gonna say before uh what your hot take was of the night so andrew please explain oh son of a gun what did i say um not great <laughs> it's my reaction to this i thought and i saw it you know at least through twitter a lot of people uh kind of airing the idea the hopes that snl would not go too hard into the slap because it would be a week later my god we'd already be done and in typical snl fashion we doubled down even harder than you ever thought and uh wow ooh, boof to a lot of that material and also yeah, just not thrilled with this. But as I said, uh, kind of, I jumped into this episode. I texted you because I thought this would be the most intriguing episode of the bunch. Uh, just because, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I've heard of Gerard Carmichael. I'd heard of a show. I didn't watch it because I caught, you know, I cut the cable over a decade ago. It wasn't a choice. I just, I don't have television anymore. But I'd heard positive reaction to him. And so I thought, okay, here is an opportunity for SNL to introduce to me a stand-up that I don't know much about. And I, I, I basically stayed away from, from watching any material of his because I thought that would be an interesting way. Uh, you know, just, uh, all right, let's see what SNL does with introducing uh, Gerard to me. And I, I did love the monologue. But, you know, beyond that, I, I, I can't say they really used his voice to the fullest potential that they could. Uh, and that is my hot take. Okay. All right. Um, interesting. I mean, uh, talking about whether we should have leaned into the slap or not is definitely going to be a topic of conversation we're going to talk about all week long. So before we get into my hot takes on the episode, Amanda, over to you. Um, I, I mean, I love Gerard. Carmichael. I really do. I watched the Carmichael show when it was on TV because I am, I watched. You're that person. Okay. Oh, no, I was wow. asking. I was asking. You're the person that watched the, you're oh, the person really? that, that watched. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anybody watched watch the Carmichael show. For you, John, yeah. I'm not running defense. <laughs> All right, anyway, go ahead. Go no, ahead. we want to yeah. tussle. No, John, I appreciate you. I am that person. You're not wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just Anyway, um, and I felt like this episode, like, I went in <laughs> being like, the hopes are going to be <laughs> high, the estimation is going to be good, the opinions are going to be hot, and I thought the first half was fine, when the second half I was like, and I just, I don't know, I feel like it, it just didn't live up to all of the things, and I think this is kind of sometimes my issue when um, non-SNL stand-ups host SNL because SNL stand-ups, they just give them 
15 minutes in the monologue to go off and do their own thing. But like in this case, it was like, oh, because I think he's just also a natural comedian, natural stand-up. Like that's his gig. It's not doing bits and gigs and and, and gags and prop comedy. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. just, that's my opinion. Okay. That. All right. TJ, let's get your hot take for the night. Okay, first of all, can we make sure we pronounce the man's name correctly? It's Gerard. Uh, uh, I said it. My brain is wrong. Okay, I guys, did that. No, I did no. That. You said Gerard. Both of you did. It's let's treat the black man's name with respect. It's Cancel Gerard. Cancel Andrew right? Dick. <laughs> <laughs> my hot take of the episode is like, all right, I always really appreciate like a melanin heavy episode. So uh I I'd seen the Carmichael show because I like David Lana Greer, I like uh, Tiffany Haddish. I saw it when it oh, aired because like Yes. Yeah, they had like well, David Allen Greer is just fantastic uh, in *Living Color*. He hosted the show a few times in the '90s, but like uh, that show, um, the reason it worked is because it was a multicam and a sitcom that like they kind of let him do whatever he want with the writing. So they kind of like the the, the stories were much more dense than an episode of *Full House*. So knowing that Gerard had that type of take, I was like, okay, I know he's also a writer. He has a good point of view. Uh, I love a black host. I'm really intrigued to see what he could do here. I hadn't seen a stand up, so I, I actually, a few hours before the show, I did watch his new special, Rothaniel. Really enjoyed it. And so I was like, this could be very interesting. He has a lot of perspective to bring. And I saw, with the exception of the monologue, I saw not a single shred of that in this episode. Mm, yeah. This episode, yeah. I did not watch an episode of Gerard Carmichael hosting SNL. I watched an episode of SNL. It was basically like when I watched those edited versions on VH1 and they kind of edited down. I think for me, the monologue might've been the strongest piece and maybe Che and Jost's jokes. Um, But like this might've been one of the least fun episodes for me. Not bad. I don't want to say it's bad, but it was, Yeah, yeah. it was not, I did not, I did not get like a surge of like high energy. Uh, with this one with with the man that i knew going into this hmm. for sure i mean look I, I i like to be positive about a lot of snl things i mean i i love the show so i will also be fair and say that uh i was expecting more from tonight i i really was like hoping that we would get a lot more in definitely in terms of the energy the pacing um some of the sketches that were cut i mean we're going to talk about that some of the decisions that were made i think there was some really Ooh. interesting production decisions that happen in the show so uh stay tuned for that as we get into some of these sketches i'll talk about some of the production decisions that went in and stuff that i found out that was happening throughout the day with this particular show but uh for me uh my hot take was uh you know I, again uh, andrew Day brought it up i mean we're the storyline of the week was how is snl going to cover the slap it's been five days we were you know trying to figure out you know every single late night show every single person in the world has had an opinion about this how are they going to talk about it how they were they going to do it and were they going to do it well and we'll get to that sketch but in my opinion i actually really loved the way SNL covered it tonight. Uh, I think Chris Red is just having a fantastic season. I, I really loved what he did. I love the way that Colin and Michael did, did what they did on Weekend Update. So I just think overall, that was to me the most enjoyable part of this entire thing was the way that they covered that. Uh, every, I don't everything think else. the panel agrees with you already. I'm That's fine, but John. we can debate it. I'm, yeah. I'm laughing at Andrew's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I actually think that they, the, I, I enjoyed that. I think all the other parts tonight uh, were more, a little bit more of a miss, but I'd like to get dive into it. So on the Hot Take Show, if it's your first time joining us, uh, put your comments into the chat. We will bring them up as we go through 
everything tonight. And let's start with our cold open. Now, let me preface with what happened with the cold open today uh, as to my understanding. Okay, so panel, can you listen to this? Just uh, behave for a couple minutes. Let's let's just talk about the production of the cold open. So as my understanding is that the, <laughs> the cold open Fox and Friends was originally intended to be the cold open. At some point along the way, SNL decided to switch the cold open for the Oscar sketch, the slap one, the seat filler sketch. That yeah. was made the cold open, okay? Mm-hmm. I had heard about this. In the original dress rundown, that was going to be the cold open. Yeah, I, around, I felt that way. Yeah, around 5 or 6 o'clock today, they decided to swap it back. Now, I don't know what the reason for that is. I don't know why, you know, obviously Fox and Friends sort of felt like your typical cold open, something that you would see a lot in this season or last season or seasons past. See, I but feel like Fox me- and Friends isn't a cold open thing. Traditionally. Right, so, so, so let's let's jump off there because we could talk more about this. So, Andrew, do you want to start with your opinion on the cold open tonight? Okay. Well, you know, uh, I, I'd actually forgotten that uh, I think there was a, you know, beyond what we traditionally know to be these Fox and Friends sketches with uh, uh, Taryn, Vanessa, and Bobby Moynihan, uh, that there was at least one, maybe even two, I don't remember, where they did recast it. I think Beck was also part of it. And it was like, oh, no, it's you can't, you can't really do this with an entirely different cast. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, I did enjoy those original form of, of the, the sketches. And so, yeah, first of all, like just seeing this come up again, it made me reconfigure of like, oh crap, we did see this like two, three years ago with this reconfigured cast sans Beck at this point. Um, and Uh, it's another one where like you can just go through the litany of episodes I've been on here. Hot takes where just my whole take is, is is cripes. It's so long. Can we please not edit these down to the bare bones? And so I thought uh, first three, four, five minutes, solid enough, not great, whatever. Uh, But then we got into Janine Pirro and then we got into the Trump stuff again. And we had, our first shot down the bow was Donald Trump commenting about the slap. I was like, this ain't it. But uh, that's interesting for me because I, I, I look, I, there's a lot of things here that I, I, I sort of don't get. And my take it on this, uh, guys, has been that I sort of feel that every single time they bring out J.J. as Trump, and I know people are tired of the Trump impressions on SNL in general, but I just find the impression is so good, and there is so much to milk here. I sort of don't understand why they don't make that more of the focus and take away some of the other things, and maybe people have some of the other some takes, and they're like, oh, why why throw that on top of I, everything I, else? I feel the complete reverse. I know, I, I know. I, I get that. But like, uh, I, I, I understand both perspectives. I just think for me, I would have rather them just done more Trump and less other stuff as opposed to what, what you're saying. But yeah, I would have. I really would have rather JJ because no. I just think that. OK, go ahead, TJ. Tell me your opinion. Yeah, bro. We had four <laughs> years. No, no, not in general. TJ, not in general. No. I'm talking about in this particular sketch, in the context of this sketch. In if this particular do this, sketch? I'm sorry. But why wait, matter if, why wait five matter. or six minutes to bring him out? That's what I don't understand. TJ, why not just bring him out right away? Yeah. OK. All right. I, I, see, I see what you're saying. Why why package all? It's like four or five different bits together that they're sandwiching into kind of a messy yes. cold open. Okay, I, I see what you mean. The sketch should have ended 
when Cecily popped the beer can or shot shotgun. Is that the term? The minute yeah. Cecily shotgun the beer can, would you hit four or five minute count? Boom. End it. Let's get into the sh- let's get into the show. I'm not saying it's anything great because God knows I the political code opens bore the life out of me. I would kill for an I don't know what is the 2018 R. Kelly code open or or that old Oscar something different um or like even you know the old like Bobby uh, Taron and Vanessa Fox and Friends like that was like some like really hot tier stuff. But the second, yeah we didn't even get any corrections that was usually a but I, I don't know that they did those in twenty in a few years ago when you referenced that sketch that they did I don't yeah I don't think they I don't think they did that but yeah 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 they lost that I think Beck even I think when Beck did the Fox and Friends I think it went pretty okay too but that aside I've said this ish before I've been I've been actually doing the SNL network for almost a year coming up in in May so I don't need to I don't need to repeat myself but like. The Trump, <laughs> like we had four years of this man. The only reason I still see Trump is because of SNL. SNL, I, yes. I watch SNL. Like you are literally giving him the publicity. I don't know what the heck the Truth Social is. I only know about it because of SNL. So for me, it is just it is the same thing of you are stuffing this same dude in front of my face. Now, granted, you know, it is what it is. You're the writer. You can choose to do it. I can turn off the show. I don't have to watch it. But it, it seems like, what are you really mining that you didn't do, again, for four years when this ninja was the president? Okay, uh, but that's fine. But then keep that same energy when J.A.J. comes out for the first time as mm-hmm. Donald Trump and everyone's going absolutely nuts at the beginning of the season because the impression is I had is that so same energy, good. John. Okay, I good. Okay, energy. so I don't yeah. know. Maybe you did. But I, I don't but think eight, that everybody eight, did. Yeah. Eight yeah. iterations down the line? It's, I mean, it's been what six appearances of of him as Trump. Five, I know it's been like five or six appearances of JJ as Trump. It's it's too much. Okay, yeah, that's and, fine. I want to get Matt. I want to get Matt's opinion. Yeah, it's, sorry, it's, man. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, Matt, come in. I mean, I I don't actually disagree with any of these opinions because I one hundred percent. As soon as TJ said, like, I don't hear any Trump news coverage, anything, and if I do, I felt like there were so many missed and lost opportunities here for jokes about Trump that didn't have to relate to getting his commentary on the slap. You know what I mean? Like that, I I felt like that was like, it was just like really, and I I mean, I'm evidentially, there's evidence on this podcast, me yelling about getting mad when the show goes for low hanging fruit. Like, I really hate that. Like there's so (laughs) much other coverage and so much other things to talk about. And that's what you, you decide to spend I mean, John, you'll get by the numbers by minutes at the later of the week. You can tell me how many minutes of coverage this week was spent on Will Smith, Chris Rock, and the Oscars. And, yeah, and Mike Murray, I think if you're listening, get on that. More more than more I I would guess estimate 20, 20 minutes easily. Okay. And of a of a you know, of a 75 minute show, that's a whole big lot of time to spend on on nothing. Kate McKinnon was in this sketch. Yeah, y'all forgot that. Like, like, what? Like, it's like because they didn't need her. They didn't need like it. They, like, they could have cut so many different Wait, little who bits. Who did Kate play? Kate played Ginny Thomas, the smiling lady. Played Claire. Oh, 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 that's yeah, right. Was with Keenan. Yeah. Yeah, that's his I real know. wife. 
That's his real wife. Yeah. He's oh, like, completely yeah, already memory holds that whole and thing. And, and, and there's so much mine of coverage that they could have gone with there. With but I, I'm fine with them picking Elaine. Amanda, I agree I'm, with you. If they if they want to go yes, down that path, then that's fine. Do with it. Me. I'm Commit yeah, to it. If yeah. you're going to do a bloated you, I sketch, yeah. I, I, I felt like this is bloated. It was too long. And now I'm wondering who was supposed to be Gerard, Gerard, Gerard. Thank you. Gerard. My, okay, my mouth Rod. wants to put my mouth wants to put an R in that last syllable. I can't explain it. My mouth just does it. I don't yeah. do then it. Just my don't. brain. Like, my brain. French, all people my brain is saying it different. Have no excuse. Just like I do. To Mr. Carmichael. <laughs> I just sort of okay. Granny Carmichael. Where was right, Mr. Carmichael? No, to bring, I'm, I'm sorry. If, if this was supposed yeah. to be it to be swapped, who was that character in the cold open version? That's I, what don't I'm wondering. I don't know. I don't know. And and it, look, the, it's not it's yeah. it's not impossible for a host to appear in the cold sure. open that Vegas did earlier this season. I mean, I don't. I, I think things mm-hmm. can happen. But um, I, look, I I would like to wrap up this discussion by saying that I actually agree with the panel. I I think that you did some you know convincing of what what I my original perspective was. But I'm I'm not saying that they can't just drop the Trump stuff and go in a different direction. I actually think I'm totally okay with that. But I sort of find that it's like, hey, uh, Dana Carvey does George H W Bush ninety five times. Uh, you know. Hammond does Clinton a million times, whatever it is. It's like SNL has done this for so many times. They have a but new cast member who comes in. president at the time. No, I understand that. But I'm saying, but it, it's the same conversation when JJ does Biden now. It's really the same. It's it's the same thing. I see it every single week. I see it in the chat three times a week. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, again, a Biden impression. It's like, this is what SNL does. They have a new guy who came on who is amazing. Like this guy is an amazing yes. impressionist. No one's he's, disagreeing he's, with you. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not. I'm not yelling at you guys. I'm just talking a lot. But I'm saying like, well, uh, stop yelling at me then. Yeah, he's so freaking talented. So I want to give him some credit. Now we can we can argue SNL's decisions with the directions they went with the sketch. But I we just uh, did. But I don't think that the answer is to just never have JJ do a Trump impression again. I think that's my that main is, no, yes, no, that's that not is, what we're saying. That the is man the is point. a Swiss Army knife <laughs> of impressions. You can literally have him do like I'm not. I don't like even though politics stuff bores me. I don't think it's bad that Jay does JJ does Biden because you do need a presidential impression. That's actually fine. You do yeah. not need a Trump impression. I'll even say okay. this. I'll even give you bring it out twice a season. That's twenty one episodes. Fine, twice a season, but we've hit a max that airtime could have gone to aristotle justice for aristotle by the way like that could have gone to like anyone else not the impression the time that was lost like i swear to god if we lost an angelo impression because of some shenanigans in this episode oh you like, just wait we, you just wait like we I, did lose. I swear oh, yeah. no like oh yes. my mama like oh yes. no. uh, all right good time to talk about this uh sorry monette close your ears um the uh no no yes, no did, I'm, I'm here to fight for monette all right <laughs> yes uh there there was going to be a sketch called angelo wedding in the episode are you kidding me oh, no cut. they cut him twice they cut yes. a second angelo sketch we don't know if yeah we that uploaded, though it could be uploaded. we did the it hopefully has uploaded uh you know tucker pdd come back to write angelo wedding uh i was told from uh ellis one of our interns who was at dress rehearsal tonight that angelo this angelo was the best angelo so i'm are hoping you? that we do see it in some area um that's what i'm saying i don't so need to much. see a sixth trump impression when I could have gotten a third Angelo, uh, baby. Well, I, I agree Come with on, that. Man. Yes, yes, for sure. I, I 
Honestly, Come on it's just not fair that a man that looks like that isn't getting the airtime. That's what I got to say. Like, really? Like, like real talk? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Gerard Carmichael's uh, monologue. Uh, so obviously his HBO special, uh, Rothaniel, got released uh, yesterday. Uh, so this was a pretty big deal. Um, and uh, he talked a lot about uh, his experiences, his personal life, uh, his coming out story, which certainly obviously uh, was fairly newsworthy and, uh, and powerful to hear uh, all of his personal talk and through uh, his stand-up that he did. But, uh, you know, the big question was, was, you know, the stand-up special going to be uh, very similar to what we ended up seeing tonight? And it was interesting to see him get past the stand-up mic. And the conversation ended up being a lot about uh, Lorne Michaels coming to his dressing room and talking about the nation needing to heal. Uh, I will say, uh, panel, personally, uh, I love this model. I was like, Ooh, we're in store for something good if he could do what he's doing here. So I really enjoyed this. And I would love to hear your opinions as well as the chat. So, uh, TJ, can I start with you on this one? Absolutely. I, 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 you know, I need to watch this again, but I think for me, the monologue was the strongest piece. And I had just watched that Rathaniel special, like at like eight o'clock. Um, and it is very different. Like the first one is like very, cause it's directed by Bo Burnham. So it's definitely very intimate and there's like a lot of close-ups. So the way that it's directed and Gerard is being very personal, he, there is a lot of uh, silence which Gerard does in this monologue a little bit because, but because it's live TV is a different stage and he's standing like in the special he's sitting. Um, but like, since he's like standing, he is far more energetic in this monologue than he is in the stand special. So it is different. Like, like he mentions like, you know, the, the coming out, but like the story is much more built out in the stand special. So I did appreciate getting a chance to kind of see a little bit of like, Oh, like he is, he's, he's performing very differently for this stage, which is obviously, should have elevated him like greatly. Um, I thought his monologue was great. Uh, I love that he said he wasn't going to talk about it and talked about it for three minutes. That that was pretty fun. Um, That's great. Yeah, I'm wondering if you know, like, like, hey, Barack, like, hey, man, like, like the country needs to heal, bro. Like, where where are you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the monologue a lot. I really like. I love it personally. My, my, a stand up monologue is my favorite type because I'm a big comedy nerd. So anytime I see them give them the mic, which you know damn well they do not need that mic, um, but I love that they give every stand up the mic. Uh, I'm I'm I, I kick back and I'm like I'm just ready for. It I time. actually get like um I, I get like really like almost like uh you know when you're like at a, at an. Uh, I guess like at a football game and they play music and then like people get pumped up and they're like running out of the tunnel and stuff. Like when they throw a stand up a mic at SNL, I get like really pumped up for that. I don't know. Maybe that's just, maybe that's just me, but I get excited. I was about to hold um, up my sign. Um, but yeah, like, yes. Yeah. I, I agree I'm agreeing with, with you. I'm TJ. A... Um, Amanda, what were your thoughts on the monologue? I loved it. <laughs> um, this was my favorite monologue. Other than Jason Sudeikis's. I also, I mean, I loved Karen Culkin's. I love the nostalgia and the, the beautiful emotion behind that. But like, um, this is my favorite of the season. Um, I think a oh, I, I think moment. that this was so good because I absolutely believe that Lauren Michaels went to his dressing room and said, "You have to heal the nation. You have to take this is your time. You have to because I have had bosses do that to me, and I say, "Why me?" And I say, and I usually say, well, "What are you talking about? What do I have to? What what happened? Keep me in the know." Um, and so I I, I loved that. Um, there were there were so many moments. I mean, the talk about New York being gay positive, just every, everything about this just felt very stand y but in the way where he was like, "I have five to seven minutes to introduce myself to the world." I really loved the joke where he said, "Like, I am the least famous person to host SNL," which I actually don't which is not true, it. by the way. It's not true because absolutely it's not true, and like, I don't even think he's the least famous person to host this season. 
I think he is. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I would say up until a few weeks ago, um, previous Ariana, before Ariana won her her Oscar, oh, I would that's have said, fair. I would that's have okay. said the, the testament yeah. that she was probably the least famous. Yeah, but, and I would um, just, I just want to say for uh, roller coaster rider in the chat, yeah, I did write this in my notes as well. Uh, Miss Gal Spillman uh, yes. from looking looking down on us says uh, says what about me? But um, yes, I I agree, uh, Amanda, and uh, yeah, Andrew, um, can you please uh, heal the nation and tell us? what your thoughts were on this monologue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got this. I got this. You got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah, this this should have been the final word. Okay. Should this not have been the final word on the slab? Oh, you're saying, okay, <laughs> the, the, the show should have been over after this. Yeah. Yes. You just cut and run. Run credits after the monologue. It's over. Um, no, I, I thought this was a great uh, monologue. Again, coming in fairly new to gerard uh this this completely won me over and it all felt new because it was all about what happened that week so that was uh that was nice to like really feel like oh this is all new material from him and i really loved the whole uh what really got me on board was the line about how how long ago it felt and that it was somewhere between Jamiroquai and 911 really <laughs> killed me. That's great. Yeah. That's a great line. So it's a great line. <laughs> it was a great line. And I felt like I was completely won over from there and I felt for the episode itself that was it. That was the end. That was all they needed to do in terms okay. of of uh, talking about that so overall i felt like the monologue itself at the point that it happened in the episode i was like there you go you did it you you covered it it was good i i'm on board and and here we go with the episode so at that point feeling pretty strongly about it yeah i am with you all right let's transition to our first uh sketch after the monologue which is the post-covid game show is my brain okay this one is hosted by uh kate mckinnon and we have uh gerard carmichael and chris uh gerard carmichael sarah sherman and bowen yang as contestants uh, chris red also comes out in this sketch as well as derek number two okay amanda can i start with you on this one can you let me know what your thoughts are on is my brain okay well, to answer the question of the title, my 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 personally, my brain is not okay. So you know, that's in case you guys were wondering. Um, I I mean, I I enjoyed this on a format level. You know, I was like, I love a game show sketch. I thought it was funny. I thought it was weird. I thought the the jokes were good. I really don't have that much to say because it just kind of was like there. <laughs> like like I enjoyed it. I remember laughing about it, but I remember feeling like this could have fit in at any point in any season. It didn't feel particularly topical in, in, you know, or unique. Um, thank you, Ken. I appreciate you understand. Like it's, I, I feel like it just felt like very last season or like mm -hmm. even, even this could have been like a mid 2020 or like a, you know, season premiere in 2021 kind of sketch just didn't feel very unique. But I also, I mean, I love, I felt like we haven't seen enough Bowen in 2022 in, in these episodes for me. So I'm, I'm yeah. always glad to see him, see him get his little moment, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Andrew, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, of, of the sketches for the night, I would say this was probably the strongest, uh, which is slightly damning in a way. 
because the last episode we did with Zoe Kravitz, we had a, a we had another game show in there. Game shows for SNL, what, what just, you know, we go to the well too much. But overall, I felt this one got over in terms of the details delivered in the writing and overall the performances as well, I think, Gerard. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Gerard. <laughs> and Sarah and... <laughs> And Bowen also their uh, roles well. And so, um, you know, overall, like I felt, again, you know, cold open, bleh, but I'm expecting that at this point. But monologue into first sketch, I'm feeling pretty good so far of like, okay, you know, we're not really cooking at a high temperature, but like we're doing all right so far. So strangely... Looking back, this was probably the high point of the live sketches, I think, for me. But, I mean, I think it was solid game show, like SNL game show work. Generally. Okay. This was a, also a Colin Jost and Allison Gates uh, written sketch. So, um, just wanted to note that. Uh, TJ, huh. uh, what were your thoughts on the post-COVID game show? Man, didn't we do this sketch already? Like... <laughs> Like, no, like, real talk. Like, I could have sworn we did this exact sketch, but instead Kate McKinnon was literally playing Kate McKinnon. Or didn't we do something like this with Jessica Chastain? Like, yeah, I mean, I saw I saw somebody in the chat, TJ, say uh, reference. Uh, sorry, if I missed who said this. No, you uh, said about we, yeah, we notice, uh, which uh, in a way I could see I could sort of see like, hey, Kate has kind of had this vibe in the last like little bit maybe like year plus where she's kind of just like been very meta in terms of her thoughts and feelings on like her and her existence and like is my brain okay so like i could see this coming from her mind a little bit yeah yeah she wasn't playing a character the only thing about this character was that i don't think kate mckinnon would realistically wear a pink suit in her day-to-day i'm pretty sure it would just be a simple blazer a tee and you know some jeans or something granted she did look great like one of my homegirls has a crush on kate mckinnon is probably gonna love this look but like all that aside like if I hear more, like, I'm sorry, like, I went through the pandemic, too. I'm kind of sick of the whole, like, privilege, like, all right, like, is my brain okay? Like, yeah, I had my own issues to deal with, too, just like everyone else. But, like, I don't know, man. This, it was too dumb. It was too dumb of, like, a take of, like, like, you don't know what a wheelbarrow is. I don't know. Well, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I sort of agree with you. See, here's the problem. Here's my problem with the sketch, which is like, and I did overall enjoy this, but I felt like uh, it was going down two contradicting lanes. There was the, these people are so dumb that clearly they don't have brains, but also COVID has caused people trauma. And it was that's like- That's true. It was like, it, those two ideas are, are contradictory for your what you're supposed to take as an emotional response to this sketch. Are you supposed mm-hmm. to be feeling for the contestants because obviously they've gone through something? Or are you supposed to laugh at how stupid they are? And I, I, that's what I was struggling with. No, it's with just wacky of, line parade. Right. So I was, I was trying to understand the conceit for the sketch. And then I think that what the, the part that worked the best, what, what works 
in this sketch is uh, Sarah Sherman licking her her, her <laughs> thing, you know, like licking yeah. her booth. That was yeah. amazing. That was the best part of this. And it was like that if that was what was happening here, like these people are just so dumb. Like, what's wrong with this picture? Dumb. Then maybe I think I would have been more on board than making this a COVID. That's almost concept. something I'm wondering yeah. if she threw yeah. in rehearsal. Like, I, I'm wondering if that's something not yeah, even. I, I love that. Like, that's amazing yeah. if she did. That was a great yeah. detail. I like the the line of like okay like COVID trauma how does it impact people and you don't just do it to the contestants you have the hosts you have the host like all right the minute that they made it like all right that like Kate herself also had something that she forgot I was like okay but they didn't make a game out of that it was just like a one off it wasn't like an escalation that like I thought okay you have the contestants now the hosts I'm not really sure you where you would go after that honestly but I thought for a second like the minute they made the switch that it's not just the contestants that are being dumb it's also the host everyone's been impacted by covid okay that's a, that's definitely a take like where do you want to go with that yeah. um and so the rest didn't really like land as well for me although the question if you had to talk to a person what's a good start is a great question to make introverts think uh so i did appreciate that yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's again, but was the sketch trying to make people think or laugh? And I think that was confusing. So I, I think that's probably where I had taken a little bit of an issue with. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, short ass movies. So this was a uh, a Pete Davidson pre-tape, the only time we saw Pete in the uh, in the evening. Obviously, uh, there has been a photo that's been passed around this week where he was uh, filming this with Simon Rex, uh, most famously known for uh, scary movies, uh, three, four and five. I think he was in uh, What I Like About You. Um, so uh, talk about these low tier movies. I mean, yeah, actually, so, actually, you know what? You know what? I like movies I like three, four, movies, and five. I watched this when I was like fifteen. We only, on, we, only we bring you all this, all the data here. Um, so. I'm about to be insufferable about Simon Rex. Just <laughs> oh let me my know. god, get get ready for me to hop on my high horse. Just wow. get okay. ready. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, uh, so short ass movies. Uh, Gunna's in this. Chris Red's in this. Uh, James Austin Johnson is in this. About the one who's picking the movie. So, Amanda, since you feel so passionate about this, please talk about it first. This was my favorite of the night. I okay. without without question. What? I uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I because a this is my brand. I 100% am the girl who like gets home I'm like if you put on anything that's longer than 45 minutes, I am not watching it. My brain cannot commit to anything right now. I can only commit to like short tiny bursts. Um I genuinely like I th I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. I thought it was stupid in the way that I love. I love seeing Pete and Chris in a pre-tape. That's just like to that to me is like, ooh, that's mm, that's my sweet spot. Like, ooh, that's baby. Um, I I thought it was dumb. I thought it was clever. I couldn't help it. And also, you can't put Simon Rex in anything and ha not have me be like, wow, you mean I loved what I like about you. I love Dirt Nasty. I was a big fan of everything. I have seen his pornographic video, guys. That's how much I love Simon Rex. Just saying. I'm a child of the 90s. I watched him on MTV. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Thank there you. you. Thank go. you for clapping. Mm. Okay. Got it. Uh, a lot of people are also <laughs> recommending uh, Red Rocket, which is not the name of his porno, right, Amanda? But he does play a retired Wait. porn star in the movie. Amanda, get yeah. the flag. Okay. You know get the flag. Yeah. <laughs> he made a pun. This oh, is God. a Red oh. Rocket. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, who, who want, yeah, Andrew, you want to go next? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Andrew. nothing for this. I'm sorry. I'm okay, well, sorry. Tell me, how long is the right amount for a movie? Like, what's the length of time? 
Yeah. Oh Lord, I don't care. It's all up to the movie. <laughs> um, this whole lit. like, uh, boy, this really feels like a sketch written by people that are are too <laughs> uh, online. As am I, because I recognize we're literally it. doing a podcast. I know, I know, I know. TJ, please let me say. I was just about to say. I know, I know. I see this people arguing about film lengths, and I don't care. Um, and so this. Um, oh, hey, check it out. Pete's got a rap song for you. I haven't seen one of these before. And it's all about, I want to watch shorter movies. And so here's a list of shorter movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Okay. I just want to say the one small detail I did enjoy about this is that up top, while switching through our very, very Netflix uh, queue, uh, I did notice that there was Black Dynamite, which is one of the funniest comedy films I've seen in the last like two decades. And so Black Dynamite, Michael Jai White, uh, love letter parody this to was, Black Exploitation. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was in there. And I was like, oh, hey, Black Dynamite, I love that film. And that was the highest point of the sketch for me. I'm done. Okay. You- All right. TJ, is there such a thing as a as too long for a podcast? Uh. Uh, no, because it depends okay, on good. the listener. Because this is going to be a while, people. Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it depends on the listener. If if a uh, if like I don't know, people listen to Critical Role, but if you love D and D, it's a breeze. It's something to do while you're like working. If people love us and like, I listen to the show usually at the top of my uh, work days during the week. Or Hollywood Dish. Or I listen to the Round Table like on my uh, Tuesday and my uh, Thursday. No, my Friday oh, usually. You. So what do you mean? Stop it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not a shock. I enjoy the show. Like, I, I genuinely love doing this. Um, yeah, no, but, like, uh, I think it really depends on the listener. So, so I think you can make a podcast five hours if you – I listen to the uh, catchphrases two and, hour, two and a half hours. I mean, I was just asking just for the purposes yeah. of the you conversation. The question. <laughs> I thought it was a great question. Uh, all right, fair, fair, fair. Okay, um, so for this sketch uh, – this is the same way I felt about the Gunner performances. Decent instrument. Actually, no, the Gunner performances had great instrumentals. But this had, like, the pre-tapes usually have, like, really good instrumentals. Chris Red is always fantastic. Did not know he could dance like that. Really, I really appreciated his dance moves. They were pretty good. Um, but the writing and the vocals were just not for me. I thought they were kind of mid, if I'm keeping it 100, keeping it in a buck. You know, like 50. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we can all agree there's been better pre-tapes from Pete uh, this season. So Much better. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just, I, 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 like, look, I'm not a movie person. So for me, uh, like, I just think that the length, of, like, this spoke to me in terms of the concept. So I agree with Amanda, but I just don't know that the execution was amazing. Can I add amazing. something to that? Oh, I'm sorry, John. Of course. Yes, yes. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I kind of... Uh and on Amanda's like uh, opinion when she like mentioned like something that's like a lot longer for some reason my brain will think okay I can watch like a stand-up special or an episode of Succession you know which is like still like an hour versus just that extra half hour that extra two like the extra hour watching a movie feels like more like cumbersome but I I don't I don't know why like then I watch three hours of tv the same amount of time as a film but for some reason uh my brain will think like oh the tv is shorter it's an easier digest you know I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure why it is, but I, I do that too. I won't watch The Irishman, but I will absolutely watch a four-part Netflix documentary. 
I agree with you. Yeah, but also um, when it comes with podcasts, you can listen on like 2X. So, but movies, you're watching a movie in 2X doesn't work. So I feel like that's the problem is like we're trying to consume so much content. So, um, but let's like, like let's, working. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's let's explore this more uh, on the roundtable uh, later this week. Okay. Uh, Shop TV. Let's talk about this one. This was the Mikey Streeter and uh, Rosebud Baker contributed to this Shop TV. I love Rosebud uh, so much. So uh, a newer writer on the show. Uh, we had Dot, uh, Cecily, and Rhett, Mikey, who are hosting uh, this, oh, this Shop TV show. Um, we had Alex uh, playing Thomas, uh, who came out with the Jesus Lunchbox. Uh, then we had Gerard come out as the designer of the doll known as Riley, um, who had a rainbow bush, otherwise known as a Vajafro. So let's talk about all the, uh, all the things that happened here. Um, Amanda, do you want to start on this one? This was so much fun. This was okay. one of the dumbest things I've ever watched in my entire life. Uh, first of all, I, at this point, I picked a moment to like run upstairs and grab something. And as soon as I heard my mom scream laugh, I ran. I was like, what did I miss? What's the humor? And then I saw, all I saw was a, was a rainbow vajafro. And I just felt my body dissolve. Like, I can't describe it. I felt like I was watching myself watch this. And I was like, Hmm. I disassociated because it was so funny. Huh. Like I loved it. It was so good. This this was. I wish more of the episode was like this, you know. And I don't know how else to say it. I just wish they they had more fun and let more opportunities thrive and and gave a little more space to like let more fun things happen. For this sketch, I would say um I also love a QVC sketch, and I just think everyone was great. Really, you know. Um, the voiceover, especially the calling in the voice, the calling in, it was just, yeah, I love this. Yeah. Also, I love, I think it took a long time to get there, but the payoff was, was, was really funny. Like I, I felt like the, the visuals of this, like Andrew, um, I was really excited to talk to you about this. I, I was, I'm a little bit apprehensive now because you said earlier your previous, uh, the previous sketch, re, uh, live sketch was your favorite of the night, but, uh, I just felt like this wasn't something they do very often nowadays Ooh. on SNL. And do you, do you disagree with that? Because I, I really felt like the visual here and like they really took it probably a step further than they take stuff on SNL in 2022. Just the whole visual of him like basically putting his hand up her ass. So I, I just I think that this got this got a little wild. Uh, I mean, yeah, it did get a little wild. Um, I, I, I oh Boy, how to put this in words. Um, I did think it was interesting to watch the lead up to the Vag Afro initially, because it did seem like, Ooh, this is dying. That's interesting. Like I, I was almost intrigued by just like, this does not seem to be working with the audience. Uh, I'm, I'm now into it in a weird way of like, what's going on here. And then we revealed that, which I, it didn't really hit for me. And then we, we kind of, we, we, we messed about with that idea. I guess if you, you know, you can enjoy Mikey Day trying to pop the af you know, the, the, the vag afro back into the panties there. Um, but this, the, this, this is the type of thing where it is so dumb. It is so broad. Uh, it just, it really needs to hit that proper mark for me. And uh, this, this, it did, it, it just didn't for, it just felt too wacky town. And uh, and kind of forced. Now again, Gerard uh, did 
provide great uh, personification phrase. <laughs> Yeah, I'm killing TJ with everything, <laughs> but uh, you know he did. Um, you know, again, great work for him across the board throughout the night. I really thought that he, uh, like, in this sketch, he felt he more. Yes, he felt more dialed into a more lived-in uh, concept than the wacky town uh, sketch writing that we got, and so overall, it did not connect for me. Um, and it felt kind of vaguely like the Anna Gasteyer, uh, uh, you know, uh, Home Shopping Network crazy dolls that we would have in the 90s yes. as well. Um, this, that's what I'm the, saying. This is a little bit of a throwback. Like, I yes, think that it, it, it very yeah. much is in a certain respect. Um, so, yeah, it, yeah, just overall, it, it didn't connect for me. Yeah, I just think some of the lines in this were just really like stellar and very like uh, like I said, further than SNL would go in most cases, I think like uh, release the latch and pull the hair at the same time with the visual of the doll in doggy style, I think was very uh, like something that I just like didn't expect to see from them, especially like pre update. I think that's something that they would often leave as the 10 to one. So uh, if this was a 10 to one, I could see this more as being part of the usual format of things. But this was pretty impressive. The fact that they put this closer up front. TJ, let me get your thoughts on it. This is one of those sketches that like, I I actually I forgot again that I was watching a network television show. I was like like cuz I watch a lot of stuff streaming so like this for me doesn't phase me and I was like, "Oh my god, wait, this is this is on NBC." Um uh okay. So Amanda kind of just like touched on like, you know, the the visual stuff like is what works. So I'm not going to like rehash that. Why is no one talking about how dope the lunchbox was of Jesus playing an Oculus. I mean, if that isn't, I mean, if that's not a great visual gag, I don't know what is. Um, also, Ego literally saying, no, that is a 1970s rainbow bush. Her delivery, I could never do a well impression of that, but that delivery of when she just reiterates what is already clearly there, but just like, it just got like layers it on, like really did make me laugh. When Mikey's, I, I just, I, a couple of the, the quotes I, I did like from this, and it made me remember, like, oh, yeah, there was, like, this in, like, one of this because I did enjoy. I didn't hit anything, but I was like, oh, I, I did, like, have fun with this. But it had a, such a slow start. And it was it, like, very slow. Of, very yeah, slow. Very slow, slow yeah. start. Like, one of Gerard's two, like, one of his, like, two that I thought were, like, actually two or three of his, like, really good sketch performances. It was one of the few that didn't make him feel like a cast member. This one mm -hmm. made him feel like, oh, he's, like, the host. Um, I agree. Also... There's something about Mikey saying the uh, he said that the doll is in Dolls college. In college. <laughs> I mean that line. Yeah. That, that was that, that was rough. <laughs> uh, I mean, but yo, uh, uh, yeah, panel, do you guys? I, I I sort of feel uh, SNL could actually sell this doll. Like I think SNL fans would would buy this. I mean, you saw no. they were flying off the shelves. Clearly, there was a lot of units ordered. Um, People would buy this, <laughs> but like, I just want to like, what would you do? You would come home and be like, "Mom, I bought a doll with a rainbow merkin." Like, no, no, you would. She would never know. It's an SNL reprint. Yes, it'd be covered up. Oh, so. that's true. Yeah. Also, I'm yeah. not even forgetting. Yeah. Any doll maker would know that it's simply that's just true. extra. It's just the the regular. Yeah, it's just extra. Of course, hair. of course. That's yeah, my no I'm so sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Mom would never know about the vajafra. So. Um, all right, let's talk about seat fillers. This was a Mike DiCenzo, Jake Nordwin, and Please Don't Destroy bit that they put together. Like I said, was Ooh. at one point going to be the cold open. Okay, um, 
I, I sort of don't really, and I would love to hear why people didn't like this because I felt like the perspective on this was kind of different than what I've seen so far about no. them talking about this. So no, like, no, no, I no. liked it. For, okay. Well, no. let me, I, I will say my piece. I think this from the perspective of a, uh, from the seed fillers perspective, I thought this was pretty funny. Um, I think that Chris Rock's energy as well. Smith was really great. I mean, obviously for whatever reason, you can't get Jay Farrow. You can't get Tim Meadows who did this once, but Chris, Rock. Uh, sorry, Chris Rock, excuse me. Uh, I meant to say Chris Red. Yes. Oh, oh, uh, Chris. Oh. Yes. Excuse right. me about that. Uh, Chris Red's up. Like, um, yeah. That, that, I mean, that was wild. Chris Rock, he really Chris Rock got in the character too. there. Chris Rock had yes, good energy sure. too on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, yes, for sure. You know. Excuse me. So Chris Red as Will Smith, I think Chris Red did, uh, did like, it was really, really great in this. Um, it was so short and so abbreviated for me that I was like, how could this have been the cold open? Like I was trying to figure it out and like talk to people and just figure out the logistics, all this. It definitely was tightened up from what we saw. There was more stuff apparently in dress with uh, Will Smith crying and things like that. So they tightened this up to his tightest parts. But um, I really genuinely very much enjoyed this. So TJ, can I start with you on this one? What were your thoughts on seed fillers? Um, Andrew, you're going to have to wait. Uh, yes, I did. I did like this, but I like this in the sense that I liked every single mother trucking TikTok and YouTube short that I've seen in the past six days. I have seen animations, hot takes, podcasts, roasts, article. Like we have, we've had, it's also, no, sorry. It's just, we, we've had so much oversaturation of it. Granted, the videos I've seen are still funny. So I did still have this. I had not yet seen a, Seed filler. I'd seen people do like POVs, like the POV, like your Will Smith going up to Chris, like your Will Smith, or like the POVs of Chris Rock. Um, I so I, I'd seen like plenty, and so like this was one I hadn't seen, but it wasn't necessary. And I think the reason people are going to turn on this is not because of the sketch itself. If this happened Friday night, and then SNL did it, like yes, the news cycle was to pick it up, but it still would be hot. Gerard said it himself. Like, if it had happened a couple of days after, I don't really blame SNL because by the time, like, all the Jimmys got to, all the Jimmys and James and <laughs> everyone else, they every, everyone got to do their take. It's almost as if SNL doing it kind of just means, all right, it's done. Like, this is the end of the week. And I think it's just because of yeah. when it came out. So, But, but uh, that's this, not SNL's yeah. fault, right? Like, SNL Yo, No, not to, at all. Yeah, not yeah. at all. It was like, you know, it's, it's. Because people like even us, this our group would have been like, why didn't SNL talk about the slap? I think they would have done strong enough with just the update. They jokes. already did. I, I, they already no, did. PJ, I, I would have killed them if they didn't. If they didn't do something. You, like this. But you, anyways, wait. So yeah. wait, wait. I have a question. So if there was not a, yeah. so they spent a good like two minutes of like roasts. The whole monologue was sketch, about it. The sketch wasn't. Yeah, but that's that's the uh, the yeah, but, hosts but, themselves. They make that choice. Yeah, it's different. It's yeah, very different. That's Rod Carmichael wrote his monologue. It would draw yeah. Carmichael wrote his monologue. He it's comes still in part of the show. No, I understand yes, that, but, but this is SNL's still, way yes, but to address they've it. Said, yeah. they, what, haven't they told us many times the host decides what they do in their monologue? Bill Hader told us that, right? Like he said that I get to pick what I do in my monologue. And so then he, I think he went right into a sketch uh, one of the times that he hosted. So Gerard, yes, like he was forced to do it. But like, I mean, yes, Gerard could have been forced to do it because he's like a first time host, but he's still a stand up. So, you know. Yeah. But okay. Like, well, let, let's get let's get Andrew in here because I just want to make sure that we get his opinion and get Amanda's as well. So, Andrew, <laughs> I know you're you're chomping at the bit. So, so go ahead. Yeah. Oh Lord! I mean, I felt like again we already did this. We are done. We are done with this. And so here we are, six days later. What is SNL's take 
a sketch take on the situation. They add a straight man to go, hey, what? And that's it. That is it. They've added a straight man to the situation. That's all. That's it. Now, if they did it in the cold open uh, with this length, you know, three, four minutes. Oh, boy. I don't even know. Then going into the monologue, I, I don't even know. But again, it's just like I did not need this amount of the slap material. And this sketch did not uh, provide any new take that I have not heard. It was just simply add the sketch straight, man. Okay. And 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 it didn't even give Gerard a, a, a clean enough, like, interesting take to do you know with his character he was just again simply straight man for sketch so let me bring amanda in because i i I want to debate this but go on her opinion as well yeah um i'm not disagreeing i'm actually going to offer in maybe not a different perspective but like here's what i think we had four different bits of information on this topic in this episode four separate versions we had the monologue we had weekend update we had this sketch and we had the bit in the cold open and at that, that's what I mean about the 20 minutes we spent on this topic. It's like, really? Like you had, you had, and then, and then we have, the, how long was the sketch? Three minutes, maybe at, at the longest. It was tight. It, was, it felt short. It was, it was tight. Really tight. It was, un- yeah. and so to the point where I don't remember it. And it's, it was such a blip where I was like, you cut other content and let, and also let, have the audacity to let the cold open run that long. Angelo. It's, it's the combination of the two where I'm like, that's why it didn't work. It just like it was like you did better versions of this joke in other bits of the episode. And then you still better have versions. 10 minutes of the, then, the weekend update to go. Yeah, through. and you still had all and you still had more to come. And that's why I'm like, you really it's like I get it. They need to do it in sketch form. I understand it. But also, this is not the last time we're gonna be able to discuss this topic. Ever like we have two at, at least minimum two more weeks of this this discourse going on and it's only going to get worse. Trust me, guys, because I'm already tired of it. I'm a black woman in America who works in beauty. But like, it's just I'm, insane. Like, there's no other like bit of discourse that SNL has hit this hard as the slap. Okay, but there's a reason for that, Andrew. And the reason is, is because things like this don't happen anymore because we are all watching a million different things all the time on streaming services, whatever it is. There is never a moment like this where you're at the, everyone's watching the Oscars and this one thing happens and everybody is talking about it. And that's That's what SNL, that's what SNL always did Mm -hmm. for years and years before the world got so uh, like dissimilated in terms of what they watched. And I, I feel that SNL had to take this opportunity. This is, this is like ideal for SNL. Mm-hmm. because they're like oh wow we could talk about something and everybody knows about it but did they like, make hay of it did they make 20 minutes of hay of it no okay, but, no but but that's so your what, problem like, is, is the oversaturation the is, in the yeah, show, yes. the show absolutely not, okay, i so knew if, they if had to discuss it somewhere bits, if you would have taken out two of the slap bits like are you saying all four could have worked but maybe take out like it, so it was it was the quantity rather than the quality for you guys. Is that what I, I would I was I was looking for simply I was going to say monologue update jokes. I did not need mm-hmm. a sketch about it, and okay. I definitely did not I need two. Amanda, about you think differently? I I if we're going to do three bits of content about it, I would rather have kept. I would have kept just cut it from, cut all of it from the the cold open. Okay, I but I, I can buy that. I can buy that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, just move the cold open where it belonged, and we would have been fine. 
Honestly, yeah. move this to the cold open, cut all the extra Trump content from the the the, the Fox and Friends, and leaving the weekend update, this would have been fine. And that's okay. where they messed up. That's and, where and the, I could totally messed that. up. Um, that, that's so. fair. Let's wrap up the discussion on this sketch because I think there's a lot more to dive into here. But I but I would say I did notice a comment from our one of our podcasters, Abdel Kenny, in the chat, and he mentioned this, which was, um, you know, uh, tonight after the show, I can certainly understand a lot of people's perspective. They've heard all about this for weeks and stuff. I do think on a rewatch one day, if you do go back and watch this, it's like, oh, yeah, that was the time when the slap happened. And I think that's some of the magic of SNL when you go and rewatch for so many years is you go back and you see something in context. And I think that yeah, this I is, mean, this will yeah. be great fodder for that week in SNL 20 yeah, years so from don't, now. Don't complain, but, yeah. On the Great night, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the yeah. night, it's exhausting. Okay, that's a, that's all right. Let's 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 talk about weekend update. So, um, a lot of talk about the slap uh, to start here. So, we're not going to relitigate the whole thing. Um, but let's let's take weekend update as a package. I'll go to you guys, so we'll we'll save some time here. Um, Cecily also comes out as Marsha Blackburn. We have Keenan as OJ Simpson on weekend update, which is interesting because uh, I've seen Keenan as OJ a bunch of times, but I didn't realize we actually haven't got Keenan as OJ Simpson. On SOJ Simpson on Weekend Update since 2007. So that was a long, long time ago since he's actually played OJ on Update and done a, a piece like that. So um, would love to go through the panel and get everybody's opinions on Weekend Update as a whole tonight. Andrew Dick, can I start with you? Uh, I took a pee break uh, at the a beginning pee of break. this. A push and pee break. Yeah, I definitely pushed pee uh, for a while. And then came mean. back and we, we, we were still talking about the slap. And I was like, Holy Christ, what, what, what is going on? And then Cecily came out as a, another Republican white woman, and it was all white noise for me. And then uh, Keenan came out as OJ, and I was like, I, I can't even. It's, it's all Carl Tart for me now as OJ. Uh, and so this whole thing was, it just missed me hard. Uh, Carl Tart on uh, Comedy Bang Bang. DJ. No, I know who Carl Tart is because he's on Grand Crew. He's very funny. I was wondering what he had to do. His, his OJ is, is fantastic. So, oh, like, okay. it, it, it is supplanted Keenan's for me. So, uh, sorry. No, no, Carl Tart's great. I, I was just Yes, he that. is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, we can update tonight. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, Andrew. Uh, ooh, yeah, overall, thumbs down, I got to say. Um, just because, again, we were, we were digging hard. And coming up with nothing with, with like, I just, I mean, again, I missed a handful of jokes and I think Che's last joke about the whole thing was the only joke, like the only thing I laughed at. But again, that was like seemingly the last joke after a five minute run on again, the slap, uh, just so tired at that point. Okay, uh, TJ, thoughts on Weekend Update? Yeah, Weekend Update for me would have like if I had to look at the like the slap content like out of context, I feel like for me that was probably my favorite slap content. Um, like just like the jokes, I, I've really appreciated seeing like what comedians have had to say and like their support of like Chris Rock. Um, so for me, especially Chase like Instagram jokes. So for me, that was strong. The correspondent pieces I didn't have as much fun with, but that's because I had hardly I heard about like OJ like tweeting. Also, what is with Keenan playing OJ and Bill Cosby and just what, what, what's, what's he doing? Like, we gonna talk about this? It's fine. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, there's an answer for that, TJ. But I don't think you're gonna like it. 
<laughs> have they been doing anything recently? <laughs> uh, no, but like the, I mean, Andrew, you like Andrew said it best when it was like Cecily playing that like same character. Don't get me wrong, Cecily is my favorite cast member, and she's god tier to me, so she can do no wrong, honestly. Let's get let's head over to Amanda. Let's get her thoughts yeah, on we can yeah. yeah. I feel like the OJ Simpson thing, because like OJ waded into this Discord course on Twitter, I feel like that was sometimes I get mad at the show for not for learning their lesson from Tina Fey as Sarah Palin and like protecting the people because Sarah Palin literally told Tina Fey like that was the worst thing that ever happened to her was like basically them using her actual words as dialogue on SNL. Sarah Palin literally claimed victim and was like, that's the meanest thing anyone's ever done to me, which yeah. is a lie. But like, I wish. And that really SNL. killed as satire on SNL. I exactly. Feel. And that's what that I mean. like, moment. OJ gave us, gave you the content. It was already on the internet. You could have just taken those tweets verbatim and been like, this is hilarious. We cannot believe that this man had the gall to say this on the internet at this time, you know? And, and so that's what I mean. And, you know, I mean, I love Cecily. I am I'm here for her to do anything, but in general, I was like, okay, that was beacon update. Thumbs up. It's over. Right. Yeah. Let's get on with the episode. There's a couple <laughs> things I really enjoy here. Number one, I know worthy. Uh um snl talking about kanye west uh that's something that they avoided for an entire month and the fact that they made a kanye has a psoriasis joke in response to the uh jada with alopecia thing um i thought that was that was very interesting i uh, obviously pete davidson has talked about uh his wishes not for them not to address kanye so i thought that was certainly uh noteworthy mm-hmm. for sure um michael che promoting that uh, michael che uh for me on weekend update was very funny that was really funny are we gonna do that like i was i've been thinking about that for a while yeah. like i would love to do season two bonus coverage We'll talk about it for sure. Yeah. So uh, when when it comes, um, yeah. But obviously, uh, we t- we talked about our opinions on the slap stuff. I mean, I definitely in its in its own, I definitely enjoyed what we saw here tonight. So um, that for me worked. Uh, Cecily uh, Keenan stuff was okay. Um, all right, let's go to our post weekend update stuff. Scattering remains. Okay, this was one where we saw uh, Kyle, Heidi, and James Austin Johnson all as a family together. Uh, Andrew and Gerard were uh, the workers from the funeral home. They end up dumping JJ's. Uh, body over the uh, into the water, I guess it was, uh, as opposed to the ashes. So uh, interesting concept here. Amanda, what were your thoughts on scattering remains? Um, for some reason, like dead body humor makes me laugh. It's like a very niche thing. Like there's a happy ending jokes where like they go to throw somebody's ashes off the, ca- the counter and then like it blows back up there um, and then their faces. And I think about that once a week because it's so disgusting and so funny. Something about that, it's like weirdly gross and disgusting. I'm like, sometimes I'll text my friend, I'm like, if you ever murder someone, I will not help you because the idea of like taking apart a dead body, gross. Yup. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much the sense of it. Yeah. I, you I sound agree. fun. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that's a hot take. take. Yeah, that's, not, that's like, this isn't the cold take show, Amanda. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dead bodies are gross. Wow. Um, you heard it here, folks. You heard it, but like, you, heard you read this Wikipedia pages of people being like, I'll help you, brother. You, I'll I'll help you cut up this body. Like I would never. Like I, I truly. There is nothing I would ever. Well, thank do you. But good to know. <laughs> yeah, we're all safe, everybody. Me. Amanda's not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Policemen do not come after me because then you. It will never be me. I genuinely loved. I, I, I loved yeah. this. I thought it was hilarious. I thought this was perfect for after we get update. Um, just perfectly weird. Hit that sweet spot of just like mm, be weird. Be you know be weird under the watershed, and yeah, you know. Everything is great. I thought Heidi was especially really, really good here. 
and um cool yeah and also just mukes of course he's great loved it yeah andrew what do you think uh, I, I felt this would have uh, served best as a a sort of uh, blackout sketch because I feel like the biggest joke was this them grabbing the entire body and tossing it over the edge and it never escalated beyond that. Uh, even though there was a couple, you know, they, they tried. They tried to, to, to get over that hump. But I felt that that was the biggest joke. So, in a sense, uh, cut and run from this one as much as you could, and uh, it didn't. So, I did get a very hearty chuckle from just tossing the entire body (laughs) over the cliff, um, which Amanda will help me with. Um, But beyond that, (laughs) the the laughs were minimal after that, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, uh, TJ, thoughts? All right, so this was the other sketch where I felt like um, this was like Gerard like as a host rather than just like as a cast member. Um, this this one did make me laugh. Like if I, there if this is this is one of the ones I would rewatch on YouTube. Um, also, like uh, and this is more just because I have a more appreciation of this now because of your Keith Raywood interview. The sets for this looked really cool. The idea of like having like a like adding in that Dismukes would have to be like hanging or something. Like I thought that was like from like a set perspective, that was really cool. Yeah. They did um, have two sets for this. I, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. Like that was I'm so, like, I got, yeah. I, I just, I, I got focused. So focused on that. Um, when he brought out that urn and said that it was soup. Like I, I, this, this for me, this could have, this is something, I don't know how you would do it and I'm playing with imagination a little bit here, but like these casual morticians, it kind of has like thirsty cops vibes a little bit. Like I wonder, does it have reoccurring sketch potential? I don't know how, like you'd have to have just have a different like partner, but there's something about a casual mortician that I was like, this is a little weird. This is a little funny. Like I want, could you, is there something else you could do with this? Does it oh, have potential like to come back? So that's what it made me think about was like you know another family and these guys are just really off the mark. But I I liked this. I I did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't You're think about wrong. that. Yeah, yeah that is You're an interesting wrong. perspective. There definitely is more to play with here. Um, in the future. Okay. Uh, next one we have is a story, and this is a table where Ego and Gerard and Kyle and Heidi are all sitting in. Uh, basically, um, Gerard is trying to tell a story. Kyle keeps uh, interrupting him. Uh, not unlike this podcast. Um, messes up the story and ends up being overly apologetic. It turns into complete chaos. So. Um, all right. Anybody want to start on this one? I'll uh, go. I'll go first. Yeah. This this one missed me hard. Uh, this yeah, one yeah. felt like a, uh, a a couple moments in this night where it was just it was cast members who had been there for too long that have uh, simply nothing left to give, and this was uh, indicative of a Kyle Mooney. We have nothing left to give uh, sketch, and so I I kept like like. I was confused and it was like, is my confusion part of this? Is my confusion part of the humor? Uh, I just, I, I, I couldn't even in the end. It, it was just like, I've seen Kyle do this role too many times. I, I, I had nothing. I was getting nothing out of this. I'm sorry. Okay. TJ, you got anything out of this? 
did I get yeah anger like inner like at, <laughs> actually at first no you know what at first I got like just like a reaction of like all right this just isn't really hitting for me and then when I learned about the Angelo thing I got pissed off because yeah. you mean to tell yeah. me that this air didn't we just yeah. recently have another Kyle bit that uh like the um the influence the little masculine influencer thing. By the yeah. way, I'm actually I Kyle's been on the y- show long Yoda? enough that he knows what he's doing. He's a good performer. I mean, he's a little typecast, but like he's a good performer and he's very funny. To me, it had the feeling of like it had like first draft, like we don't really care energy. Actually, John, I want to know: Do you have who wrote this one? I do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, that's, that might yeah. color my perspective yeah. a little bit, huh? Yeah. Let's call Will some Stevens. people yeah. out. It was Will yeah. Stevens. Okay. Yeah. So. With with Kyle, I, I assume was it with yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm almost more upset by the performances in this one. By the way, Gerard was fine. There was nothing he did. I but there was like there wasn't anything. All right. Let, let's let's. Uh, anyways, Amanda, anything anything uh, noteworthy <laughs> on this one? Yeah. Oh, remember how I said earlier this was very there. That's what I feel about this too. And normally, I, in my normal life, when I'm not here in my mother's house in Michigan, I'm in New York. And let me tell you this: this was not funny to me because I've had this literal conversation. Like it, it, it okay. and it's not funny in real life. It's like, why are you being weird? And why are you trying to commiserate with me and just like expecting more out of my story? Because I live in New York. My life is the same. I just live with like a million other people in a small place with too, with too, many, too many rats. Like I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> that's, that's uh, not the same as my life. That's rats. Yeah. Exactly. Amanda, you can't have too many rats. In New York, you can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you can. Um, like, have you ever heard of a rat king? You absolutely can have no, yeah. no, those guys are cool. Don't ever Google it, <laughs> listeners. Don't Google what a rat king is. Um, I I don't know. I just well, I, I, <sighs> until you mentioned it, I forgot. I forgot this sketch existed. And I watched this hour and a half or 97 hours ago when we started this podcast because yeah. I was held captive by John Schneider. All right, let's keep going. Uh, we have multiple couples here. Uh, Andrew and Chloe, uh, Heidi and Grace, Bowen and Gerard, uh, talking about baby clothes. And we had the different um, the different shirts that were placed on the... Uh, this was not baby toupees. This was baby clothes. And we had the different shirts uh, all over them saying uh, different lines to make them, uh, I guess, more woke. I, I'm not sure what it, uh, how to describe it best. But uh, Andrew, do you want to jump in anything here? Yeah. Man, wow. Uh, this was happening, you know, sort of as I was uh, disassembling my setup because, you know, I, I watch the show from my laptop connected to my TV and thus I, I disassemble the whole thing to bring it on over here to record. And so I was watching that last sketch and I was like, what? What? Wait, what? What are they? Wait, what's going on? What's the f- what's the viewpoint of this mm-hmm. uh i don't know and it, it felt like a thing like a pre-tape that they had had in their back pocket for like a number of episodes and they like never found a time to kind of air it and so whatever you know gunna's last performance was 30 seconds long whatever we'll we'll air this instead of a, a band shot and Oh boy, I I don't even know what to make of this. I I need to kind of like run like of all the things in this episode, I need to rewatch. It it is this uh mm-hmm. the most out of anything because I was like I feel like this one is taking 
the wildest swings that I did not did not expect of the night. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's hitting those or not, but it did kind of remind me of babies and makeup from, from the early, uh, eighties where it was just like, I don't think this is, uh, uh, I don't, I don't think this is it. Okay. So <laughs> that was my take. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I need to get set up for this podcast. Got it. All right. Amanda. This sketch doesn't feel new. It doesn't feel like a, an original concept. Again, babies and makeup. Didn't we have lingerie babies for like lingerie for babies? Wasn't that a thing that we had at some point? Like something of the variation. Did I did I did I completely miss this then? Maybe I made that up. <laughs> maybe I that's don't a know. Sketch that I, I mean, babies like, and makeup was it was like a, a yeah. Guys, they've done like, a lot of they've done a lot of baby pre tapes over the years. It, it, a <laughs> lot of baby pre tapes. It just it's it's just. Yeah low-hanging fruit it felt very like oh we're gonna try to like tiptoe our water into like the turning red discourse and be like oh lol people are freaked out about women having periods like it's it, it it it's not fresh or new or original yeah all right tj i wondered if this because I, I know that i missed like the first like 10 seconds of the sketch i wondered if this sketch was a reaction to the um I know there's like discourse. I don't know if it's directly linked to the don't say gay bill, but there's something about people being worried that their babies like will be gay. And so I'm guessing this sketch was a reaction to that and like a reversal of like, I like, I think Punky Johnson has like a stand up bit about it. Like, nah, if, like if I'm gay and your mom is gay, like my baby's going to be gay. Like it's kind of felt like that type of like premise, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, so that's, but instead it was the straight couples were like diving in way too much on like wanting their kid to be gay. And the gay couples are like, y'all are going a little too hard on this. Like, um, oh, it's like when you it? have like a friend who's like a white ally, but they're going too hard at it. Like, it's <laughs> like it kind of had that energy. So like, I could appreciate the mm. point of view, but I think the placement of it for me by that time, by the end of the show, just didn't like hit as well. I feel like if it was maybe like a post monologue pre-tape or maybe like a mid-show pre-tape, I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. But the point of view did make me think. Like, it, like Andrew said, it might be one I'm, I rewatch. Yeah, if the joke was more satirical like that. I think I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, more. yeah. Maybe, no like that wasn't fully at first glance like so obvious in a way that like almost leaned to offense offensiveness. Yeah. But I, if I think about it that way, it's like, damn, that's a miss. That's a missed opportunity for them, you know. Mm-hmm. That, on the writing well, the writing scale. I, I agree. I agree for sure. Um, okay, so uh, things that ended up uh, getting cut for time tonight. We ended up. We talked about Angelo, obviously. I just want to hear that. Hope that ends up online. <sighs> I am um, heartbroken. Unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah, unacceptable uh please don't destroy had a pre-tape that was cut for time tonight so i uh, wonder if that will end up online that was a pre-tape called uh, normal goths um and then we had <laughs> oh, that sounds really funny. <laughs> uh, a sketch called jurors as, as well which was also cut for time hmm. um okay when you say cut for time does that mean that like angelo it was shot so Angelo was a, it was a live sketch. So uh, so basically the cut for time, if, if for people who don't know, means that it was set to air live. Then during the show was cut because things went long or for whatever reason. So it's different than cut at dress, which means it was cut before the live show. Those are two different things. Okay, so so okay. both all three of those things had been had been filmed. All those things were cut for time. Oftentimes, SNL will actually leave extra things in the live rundown. Yeah, that can't be true. Through. That the, yeah. the nothing yeah. ran over because there was too much applause tonight. Uh, or whatever. No, definitely, definitely things did run over. But but regardless, uh, I mean, like there was intentions of putting some of the stuff in the show. Okay, um, 
while Chatham, and ask you to give your opinion out of 10 for the show. Uh, panel, I'll ask you to do oh, the same thing. We got to um, come up as, with rating. Yeah, come up with a rating. As we do, I uh, just want to also say SNL brought it up tonight. Obviously, uh, RIP to Taylor Hawkins from Foo yeah. Fighters. Uh, we got that uh, that bumper up tonight. Obviously, Taylor Hawkins, part of Foo Fighters. And uh, one of the most uh, prolific and uh, often seen bands that have been on the show. Uh, yeah, Taylor Hawkins sure. is, is like in the top 10 of musical guests, uh, just even by individuals that have been at the show for so many years. So um, obviously uh, uh, heartbroken for a lot of people who really loved uh, the food fighters. So, um, all right, let's give our ratings a 10. Chad, I'll bring up yours as well. I'm going to give this a five and a half out of 10. Okay. Um, when it missed, it, it, it real missed. It was like, to use a TJ phrase, it was very mid. It was very um, like, very mediocre, very average, very very beige, <laughs> very Manila folder. <laughs> Manila folder. <laughs> that's very good. That's gray, really good. I like that. Manila very, folder. That's great. Very acre. Um, you know, very there. You know, I, will will I think about this late in two weeks? I will hundred percent know. But a, am I glad that I sat and witnessed it with my mother? I love the bonding, and that's why I give it the half extra for the bonding okay got it andrew um i'm gonna give this the most average rating you can give it it is a five out of ten <laughs> because yeah. um yeah i don't know much like amanda says nothing about this will really stick with me in the end um and i did not watch this with ma but uh, I did it, it get to enjoy it with you guys. So that that is an enjoyable night overall. But uh, the episode itself just just very uh, disappointingly uh, mediocre when I felt that Gerard had more to give for sure. Uh, I, I really wanted more for him. And uh, I, I feel like the show felt like it needed to do like it needed to comment on something uh, 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 that happened a week ago for half of the episode. And that did not need to happen. Also, we need to give these cast members that have been here a decade a chance to shine. And it did not need to happen. So uh, overall, you know, <laughs> man, that monologue in that first sketch, I was feeling pretty good. Okay. Five out of 10. TJ, give us your score. I would give this uh, four slaps <laughs> out of uh, ten slaps. I did laugh. I did laugh, but like this for me is like this is like my this this is my like this season's Carrie Mulligan episode. Like this is the low point for me. Okay. That was also yeah, a fair. big missed opportunity episode. Yeah, Carrie Mulligan's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I sort of agree with the ratings. Uh, maybe I have a little bit well, uh, a different spin, but I, I think uh, five to ten makes sense for me. I would say totally uh, Avra Jaffro. Um, but I would say, like, uh, you know me, like I'm going to feed the positive a little bit. Uh, I do think that uh, I really love the monologue. I think uh, Gerard crushed it out there. I think obviously it's been like a huge week for him for his career as somebody who he said was not a well-known, um, you know host of the typical nature uh, i think he did a really great job in that monologue obviously snl made some decisions tonight whether production wise or how they were going to address things like the slap that um you know some people disagree with for me personally i felt like snl had a duty to do certain things tonight that maybe other people didn't feel so oh, it uh, was a duty yeah. all right 
Yeah. Anyways, all right. So, all uh, right. okay. Yes. All right. Anyways, uh, we have a couple more episodes to look forward to, uh, including Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, and Lizzo coming up. So I'm looking forward to those shows for sure. Uh, let's talk about what's coming up here on the SNL Network and what's happened <laughs> recently. Shake it. All right. <laughs> let's talk about this okay so in case you missed what has been happening on the snl network since the last time you were here with us if you missed our by the number show we had mike murray and nicole rovine on that show it's always a great show where we can break down the numbers and talk about the data so if you're really into stats that's always a great show to do we had some great arguments and debates about what really ca- counts as certain statistics on the show it's fun if you want to get a good uh if you're a stats guy so uh then we also had our catchphrase bracket this was really fun i got together with a bunch of the super fans we went through 35 user submitted catchphrase from uh, between myself, Haskell, Haynes, Bill, and Sammy, and we ended up picking the ultimate one. Andrew Dick, what's your favorite SNL catchphrase of all time? Uh, good night, everybody. Good night. Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to see if that made the bracket and how well it did. In case you <laughs> missed that, that was a very fun show. If you like, if you like long ass podcasts, uh, check out the SNL catchphrase bracket. Uh, Hollywood Dish. Obviously, a lots of slap talk. In case you are looking for any more. Uh, the ladies of Hollywood Dish, Nicole Rovine, Rebecca North, and Shelby, our producer of Hollywood Dish, uh, joined them to discuss how SNL was going to address this, what they should have addressed from the Oscars, all stuff like that. They actually talked about some seat filler stuff, so uh, interesting to get that perspective if you'd like to go back. Uh, in case you missed this, yesterday we dropped a special podcast on a Friday. We spoke to the production designer hey. of Saturday Night Live, Keith Raywood. Uh, James Stevens and I spoke to him. Uh, James put a lot of work getting that Keith interview, so appreciate you, James. And uh, it was just wonderful to get to talk to Keith. He told us some great stories about how he helped design the home base, the uh, the Five Timers Club set. I made him a pitch, in case you didn't hear it, I made him a pitch on what props should be in the Five Timers Club set. He said he's going to listen to it, and he's going to put it in next time. So that was really oh, fun. Wow. We got hear about uh miley and pete's uh you know new year's party lots of fun stories in this edition of snl stories with keith Greywood. and as for what is coming up this week on the snl network join us on monday night for a round table with three different panelists so in case uh, tj andrew and amanda's opinions tonight didn't do it for you we got more people coming in with their opinions about the gerard carmichael and gunna episode we'll dive deeper what? into all the topics of the week on monday night on wednesday we're going to be speaking to lynn's one of our patrons on the patron feedback show uh Lindsay is joining us from england so we'll get to hear what people across the pond thought about this episode of saturday night live to send in all your questions for the patron feedback show make sure to do that on tuesday we'll have our form up on twitter as well as in our instagram stories to send in those questions hollywood dish is back on thursday i'm not sure there will be a story as popular as the slap but there'll sure to be a lot of things to talk about that nicole and rebecca will take you through as we get ready for the jake gyllenhaal and camilla cabello episode next saturday night with the hot take crew that we have set up for you on saturday april 9th so it should be a fun week here at the snl network all right tj please tell the listeners where they can reach out to you and what is happening on your podcast john you gotta drink some water man goodness gracious um (laughs) (laughs) bestest promos in the business uh i have a 15 ish minute podcast called rabbit trail that's r-a-b-i-d that's available everywhere um last week we did an episode talking about our favorite albums and on monday we're dropping one just talking about spider-man we did also release a special little bonus april uh fool's day episode uh just kind of talking about the silliest of holidays um uh joel uh john has been on it nicole's gonna be on an upcoming episode uh uh and you can follow us. <laughs> uh, and I'm, you know, Amanda and I are talking about, you know, maybe having her on. I'm not trying to put no pressure on it and whatnot. Um, 
But uh, yeah, you can follow us at We Are Rabbit Trail. That's R A B I D um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find me, TJ King Compliment, on Instagram and TikTok. All right. Thank you, TJ. As always, Amanda, always great to talk to you. So where can the listeners reach out to you? Guys, if you like my stupid voice, you can listen to my other podcast on America's Next Top Model because it's called America's or called America's Next Top Best Friend. Uh, <laughs> that's on Twitter, on Instagram, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to podcasts. I also have a podcast about Top Chef called It's Not uh, It's Not Top Chef, It's Top Podcast. And that's also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, if you want to go follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Loch Ness Manda, like the scary Scottish monster on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want one of these canceled John Schneider red flags, you can go to www.thejokeisdead.gov backslash html. Hey, yo. <laughs> there we well go. Done. Well done. <laughs> okay. Andrew Dick, can you top that? Where can the listeners I cannot. You? Uh, somebody yeah. asked what record I keep on holding up. It is the Cars. Uh, shake it up. It is the finest in white shake people music up. from the 80s. <laughs> uh, check that out. <laughs> As for me, that week in SNL, uh, vintage SNL ramblings. Um, we are just about to put out the Anna Kendrick, uh, Pharrell Williams episode from season 39. That will be next week. And we just, for the patrons, um, <laughs> recorded an episode I think I need to split into two uh, about the very first season of that, uh, of uh, In Living Color. It is so Whoa. long. Yes. Uh, I, that oh, I, <laughs> I love that show. Yes. Me I'm rocking well. with Andrew because Andrew's rocking with us. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yes, a, that's a loved classic for me. Yeah, so it's nearly three hours long. I think I'm going to need to just splice it into two episodes. We had that much to say about In Living Color. So, uh, yeah, that week in SNL, check us out talking about vintage sketch comedy. Well, speaking of three hours long, uh, or almost three hours long, I, I really want to thank uh, all of our chat for staying up late with us on this Saturday night. It's really great when to get to hear your opinions right away after the show. So I just want to let you know, I do really appreciate you. I look forward to chatting with you for the next couple of weeks. Thank you to TJ, Amanda, and Andrew for joining us on the show tonight. I know they uh, give me a hard time, but I really enjoy getting to talk to them. Oh, whenever always a pleasure. We do too. We love, we love doing it, John. It's very My fun. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's always comments. the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, these uh, all, all the wonderful people we get to talk to at the SNL Network. I just really appreciate all of them. So uh, <laughs> just want to say uh, thank you all. You can find us at the SNL Network on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave those star ratings and reviews. We always appreciate people who let us know what they think of the show so we can continue to get better and better, especially as we head towards the end of the season. All right. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good night.